Welcome once again to another episode of the Random Access Podcast brought to you by RAPodcast.net. This is episode 141, recorded live on Saturday, February 20th, 2010. And here are your hosts, the man whose regular recording time got interrupted by a meeting, Dave Pillay. Sorry. And the man whose regular recording time got interrupted by Olympic curling, Andy Lowe. Hi. Are they doing curling right now? Yeah, it's round robin, man. Oh, Tuesday. Shit. There's Sorry. there's been like two two curling games on TV. Well, two US curling games. If I wanted to watch like Great Britain, turns out I have to watch them at odd times, but I could watch other teams play curling as well. And I could watch all the curling matches online if I wanted to as well. Okay. Well, I don't feel nearly as bad since A you have a TiVo and B you can watch them all online. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, this is great. I I I I call Andy the other day because I didn't want to continue to text while I was driving. I was like, Dave, I'm watching curling. This better be important. Like, wait, what? <laughs> it's Olympic curling. I, I, it's a good... You have a TiVo. <laughs> it's a good, solid 16 games of curling. This is like, this is better than the Tournament of Hearts that I used to watch when I uh, was on spring break from school, which is what got me into curling. Thank you, CBC. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Curling. How are we doing in the medal standings anyways? I don't know. I haven't been paying attention to anything else other than curling. <laughs> like curling. Only curling. You, not even hockey? Not really, no. I know that we were like, we destroyed in the first round. Mm-hmm. Something like 10 to 1 or something like that. 12 to 0. Medals. Let's see what we got going on. United States has 20 medals. Germany has 13. Yay. And then Russia is not even in the top five? Wow. I guess. Russia has five medals. Oh, how the mighty have fallen. In men's skeleton, I'm not sure what that is. Skeleton is like the luge, except you're going down the luge track faced first. Ah, okay. They got the bronze in that. So not only are you traveling at almost 90 miles per hour, you're doing it face first down the the, uh, route? Right. I, I... yeah, that I would not be able to do that. No. No. Not without significant training. Uh, they've also got figure skating, cross-country skiing, and speed skating. It's kind of funny how you brought that up, because Stephen Colbert actually did the skeleton. What? Yeah, have you not been paying attention to the Colbert Report? I don't have a TV. I you... watch it on Hulu, like, three days later. Yeah, he, he did his whole... Um, he tried out for the uh, skeleton, the bobsled, and the curling team. Nice. In wonderful Stephen Colbert fashion. But of course. So let's, let's see. U.S. got the men's half pipe. Because that was Shawnee Davis. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, Sean White. Well, yeah, sorry. Shawnee Speed Davis skating is, with yeah. Shawnee Davis. Sean yeah. White, the, the flying tomato, which nobody calls oh. him. They call, that's his nickname, the flying tomato. Let's see, sports, hockey. Where's hockey and ice hockey? They're still doing their round robin. Yeah. So men's figure skating, the speed skating, the, the freestyle skiing. That was a that was a tough one. Came down mm-hmm. to the final. Well, that was the, the, our uh, freestyle skiing gold medal was Canada's first chance to win a home gold medal, which they haven't done before. And we literally like pulled the rug out from underneath them. Yeah, but they got it on the uh, men's mogul. Yeah. Which is freestyle skiing. Yeah. But men's freestyle scheme. But we had we we basically pulled their first chance out from underneath them. Okay, I watched finally the Simpsons curling episode last night. Ah, uh-huh. it was really funny. 
I haven't seen it yet. I I sort of want to watch it, but then I sort of don't because I want to Andy watch it because they make fun of curling most likely, and it's just no, no. They they actually it's not really making fun of it. Oh. They do a little bit, but no worse than I do. You when, put up with me. When do, when do you make fun of curling? Every chance I get. I ha- have I not been paying attention to you? I or perhaps I just do it so subtly that you don't really realize it. I just probably haven't been paying attention to you. That's fine. You never do. <laughs> curling helps me get away with a lot of shit. Yeah, things that I don't catch the first time around. <laughs> So, speaking of things I didn't catch, I completely missed this in the news. I'm not sure where Andy pulled it up from. I won't have any free time this fall. Nope. Paraxis has announced Civilization Five Fall 2010. Yep. And if you are like me, you need to pause right now because you're screaming. <laughs> you're you're Whether it's thinking... screaming in joy or whether it's screaming in, oh god, no... You're screaming, because I did. Andy can attest to that. It's coming to take you away. Ha ha, it's coming to take you away. Ha ha. No. <laughs> That's so not cool. I know. Was that you or me? What? The blowing. I didn't hear it, so it might have been me. Okay. Yeah, uh, Final Fantasy, not Final Ah. That's another. How, that's how an, that's another great. thing that will take away lots of hours of your time. Yeah, probably only like sixty hours total, and that's going to be like play for four hours, put it away. Play for four hours, put it away. Civilization has historically been so gripping that I will sit down at eight o'clock at night and stand up at six o'clock in the morning and not even realize where the hell the time disappeared to. Like so, not cool. Bad. Bad Sid Meier. Bad. So the the new game is going to be headed up by John Schaefer, who you might know if you played Beyond the Sword, which was the expansion pack for Civ Four that everybody really enjoyed. Yeah, it was pretty good. But Dave, here's here's the um, the new thing. Mm-hmm. You know how they used to be on that forty five degree angle tile look? Yeah, hexagon tiles. Ooh, that is going to like so. No more taxicab geometry, really? I know. He- hexagons. It's it's Yeah. <laughs> it, well, threw... it makes sense. It, but that's Civ has always had the the, the, the diamonds. Tiles. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean the only thing it really changes is unit pathing. And that your cities will probably have you know, it'll start with one ring of tiles, so you'll start with six spots and then you'll go to two rings of tiles and that'll be a lot more. But I had everything planned off of the fat crosses. Okay. It's it's going to be new and different, and I don't like it. <laughs> no new and different. No ah, new and different. Ah. Oh, God, Andy. I, are we both getting this? I, I, I mean, I get it at some point. I'm not sure if I'm going to get it right away. And then we're going to start fighting each other in it? And then we'll be dicks to each other in it. Because we're absolute dicks to each other in a Civ game. Basically in any Sid Meier's game. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. Railroads were pretty, like, cutthroat, too. Yeah. But for some odd reason, like, Sid Meier's just brings out the tools in us. It's one way to look at it, yes. Where <laughs> we just be all fine, and then you start playing Civ or Railroads or... 
Alpha Centauri, and then just you're like, screw them. I am going to win. God damn it! You should. So you should. I, um, I'm going to guess this is going to be like really moddable and mod friendly. Oh yeah, they're going to be writing Python for it. And- the game is built on a newly developed engine, which will again include multiplayer as well as offer considerable support for the modding community. God damn. Fully animated leaders and realistic landscapes, new combat tactics, expanded diplomacy, and shared mods. Do we have uh, screenshots at all? Um, there are screenshots, screenshots on, on the, the official site. Yeah, I can't go to them because then it will start playing the music and then you'll just hear the music in the background. Okay. I can go there. I hear the music in the background, but it doesn't transfer over. Yes. Oh, that's just not fair. <laughs> that's, oh, god damn it. Andy, why did you have to do this to me? You were going to find out sooner or later. I could have lived in blissful ignorance. Oh, wow, that's pretty. <laughs> I know. No, it actually looks a lot more like Catan this way. I, I know, it actually. With the hexagon tiles, too, it just... Yeah. Oh. Wow, that's... That is pretty, though. Speaking of another game where you can be a cutthroat. Yeah. Catan, oh man. Oh, yeah. Well, yes, I mean, Catan, you're kind of limited in what you can do. But you can be a, you can really be a dick to somebody. They're like, man, I just need one lumber, and you're just like, sorry, nope, yeah. not going to do it. Well, no, okay, so the, the most dickish thing I've ever seen in Catan was my brother-in-law, right? We had a board that was so sheep heavy like all the really common numbers were on sheep Ah. and everyone had built next to them so at some point in the game i think every sheep card was out and he had the sheep port so what does he do he plays monopoly oh god uh no i'm sorry what is first thing he does is he trades out the sheep like at, at, at incredible you know like here's six sheep for one thing and then he plays monopoly takes all the sheep back uses the port and wins the game. <laughs> oh man, that would have been hilarious to see. Oh god, it was it was and like really it was brilliant, but god damn it sucked. Oh man. What's really funny is the forums for Civ 5 are already like in full force. And this game oh, has sucked. just been announced. Yeah, how long ago was this announced? Um 2 days ago. Yeah. Two days ago, and the forums are already just, like, going like gangbusters. Well, some of the forums have been here for a while. Well, no, but the official forums at uh, 2K. Oh, the, the Civ Five general discussion? Yep. Yeah. Crap. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, not only will you have the Civilization Network on Facebook, whenever that happens. That's supposed to be in the next two or three months. But you're going to have Civ Five. I wonder if they'll link them together. Ooh. God damn it, Sid Meier. Mm. It, it's... <laughs> oh, it's going to be beautiful. Aw, son of a bitch. So, speaking of dickish moves... Yeah? Um, down in Australia, there's always this teacher technology conference... That goes on every year, called Tech Ed. Okay. Um, last year, Tech Ed 2009, well, every year Microsoft always provides free Wi-Fi to all of the delegates of the conference. Mm-hmm. And last year, a couple of the guys at the conference basically killed the Wi-Fi by torrenting huge files. So they just sucked up all the bandwidth that was given out to everybody free. 
So That's amusing, but okay. Um, this year, Microsoft, the guy who was in charge of it, um, was kind of angry that a majority of the conference wasn't able to use the free Wi-Fi. So what he did was he put together a list of all the top torrent trackers around and got the node and got the nod from Jorky, who's the uh, guy in charge of there, to add them to the local DNS resolver and point them at a local web server containing some Rickroll scripts. So if they tried to basically go to some of the torrent trackers... It Rickrolled them. It Rickrolled them. And not only did it Rickroll them, they created a script that would automatically generate a list of offending MAC addresses that were dropped into a block list. So it blocked you and Rickrolled you. Well, it Rickrolled you and then blocked you. Wow. (laughs) That's that's smart and amusing and a dick move. Well, it's like a dick move to block a dick move. Because you're at a conference and you have free Wi-Fi. Why are you you using it to download torrents? Yeah, that's a dick move in itself, and then blocking it is, I, I guess, a, uh, oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Crap. Counter dick? No. <laughs> um, uh, justified dick move. Ah. Fighting fire with fire sort of thing? And fighting a dick move with a dick move? I, I Crossing guess. swords, as it were? <laughs> oh. <laughs> Oh, man. Hi, we have an explicit tag. (laughs) (sighs) So, yeah, they've been running the network the same way since 2004, and this is the first time we've seen people taken advantage of in this way. We don't shape the traffic on the network at all, nor do we see it as our role to police or restrict delegate use of the network, a policy that will no doubt change for TechEd 2010 based on last year. Mm. (sighs) So, yeah, they... (laughs) Rick rolling Fight the leechers. move with a dick move. Oh. Man, we, I think we, we've got a theme here. We should just kind of uh, continue with it. Um, okay, what's, what's another dick move? I, I think we can say that the Lego robot is a dick move. How so? Is it, it's, I, is it shattering the records at this point? It, it can beat the record. The world record is seven seconds right now. Okay. Um, so, yes, it can solve a cube faster than seven seconds. Yeah. So Lego Mindstorms, which is something I had when I was a kid and never really understood its potential because uh, I just never really thought about it hard enough. Some people have really kind of gone overboard with this thing. Yeah, it's, this is built out of Lego's Mindstorm, and they have a machine that can solve a Rubik's Cube, any Rubik's Cube, no matter what, in less than 12 seconds. You know, I wonder. Because it's possible to switch the stickers around to make it impossible to solve, right? Yes. Well, what happens if you do that? I don't know. I think that would be a dick move. Put in a, a Rubik's Cube that's impossible to solve. <laughs> oh, that'd be hilarious. I'm kind of curious. <laughs> what would the machine do? Would it just keep on like going forever and ever until it breaks? Or would it stop and be like, okay, the, like Im- improper uh, uh, input? Well, I wonder if they built that into the program that it can't be solved. I'm not their algorithm. I'm, I'm sure assumes that it's a normal working Rubik's cube. Yeah, is there contact info on here anywhere? Uh, you could check through the YouTube link, probably. You sort of latest creation of robotics solutions. I'm sure we're not the first people to ask this. <laughs> I love how also they just put a link on there just for kicks and giggles of a Lego Mindstorms Sudoku solver. 
Yeah, that one's pretty cool, though. <laughs> huh. It's like, where was this toy when I was growing? I know it existed. What, the Mindstorm? Yeah. I had it. I think it's still in my basement. Unless we got rid of it. First retail version of LEGO Mindstorms was released in 1998. Next version was released in 2006. So, yeah, it's 12 years now. Man, toys are so cool now. I know. To be a kid again? Wait, we still are kids. We just have bigger toys. (laughs) Right. You can, let's see, you can program in the two LEGO-supported languages... Or you can what do are, C++, C and Assembler, Java, and Yeah, QC. see, I never, I only thought it worked with, like, the, the built-in programmer. No, it seems there are plenty of uh, robot languages. Yeah, I didn't know that when I had it, so it wasn't nearly that cool to me. I'm like, oh, cool, I, I can do, like, if-then statements with, like, little, little, little power. <laughs> None of this, like, I can have it calculate shit. Oh, see, so you can... Oh, bullshit. You can Mist program online? it. You can pro... Yeah, well... Okay, Mist Online came out a long time ago. Right. And then it kind of just... Nobody was playing it, so it kind of just stopped. Well, now, okay. Cyan Worlds, which is the company that did the Mist games originally, are um, basically going to open source the game. So that people huh. can host their own servers for the MMO. That's kind of cool. So it it will be basically a MMORPG. Well, not really an MMORPG. It's just a MMO puzzle. Yeah, I guess an MMO puzzle game, MMO mist game that will be completely free, completely open source, run by the community that's playing the game. That's kind of cool. <laughs> it it certainly does leave things open for dick moves. I know that some people on. Uh... Other pirated servers for, like, WoW will change the rule sets and give themselves insane whatever so that they're unkillable. <laughs> now, what's the fun of playing an MMO where you're not able to die? It, it just doesn't add any sort of... I don't know. It seems like it wouldn't be fun, especially people who just show up to the pirated server and then they would just leave because you're being a dick to them. Yeah, well, you get what you pay for. That is true. All right. So, PopCap? Which one's PopCap? The uh, survey? Average social gamer? Average social gamer is a 43-year-old woman. I guess I'm not a social gamer. <laughs> nope. What are they defining as social gamer? Well, a cool co- results of the survey can be found here. It's a PDF file, so I'm... That's fine. They had f- 5,000 respondents say they played social games on Facebook and MySpace. So they had 5,000 people respond to their survey. 55% of all social gamers are female, 45% are male in the U.S., 58 to 42% in the U.K. U.S., the average age is 48, compared to 38 for those in the U.K., while 46% of American social gamers are 50 years of age or older. You know what's really funny is that they're using the word average improperly there. How so? Well, if, if you're actually looking at the average gender, then it's, it's basically a hermaphrodite, because it's almost 50-50. So it's a feminine hermaphrodite. No, they just say, they didn't say average. Uh, PopCap didn't, but the, the industrygamers.com PopCap survey reveals average social gamer is a, it's the improper use of average. Well, no, because you're saying the average person is this age and this gender. Right, but I, I'm, I'm looking at this as the mathematical average. They're saying the most common is this. 
Yes, and the average person is the most common person. No. No? The oh, because that would be... Add them all up, divide by... That's the, the so mode. Total, yeah, the mode and the median and all that stuff. Yeah. Okay. Instead of the mean, which is the common usage of average. Mm. Wow, it looks like that's that's really kind of impressive. Tw- if the, When you look at the living situation, in the U.S., the m- most common group of social gamer is married with children at home. Mm-hmm. Followed closely by single with no children. Hmm. You'd think the married with children at home would be like the lowest group because you're, you're supposed to be taking care of the kids. Well, the single with but, children at home is at 10%. Yeah, but maybe it's, it's you're married, you have someone to watch the kids, and this is your escape because mm. you can do it in short bursts. Well, here we go. Right underneath that, the employment status. 41% <laughs> are full-time workers. Yeah. Oops. <laughs> Some college or trade school, college grad. So grad dropouts have a lower percentage than people who finished grad school. I wonder what that says. I don't know. Did they even define social gaming up here? No. Web survey. Okay. Over a five-day period. Eh. 1,202 responses. Yeah, but there are... Bias is built into the system based on how they did the survey then. How so? Well, let's say you never use the internet. Okay. Uh, I guess it is of internet users, but you you never go on to PopCap sites, right? No. You don't do Facebook. You don't do any social activity whatsoever on the web. You use it for email and getting your news, right? Yes. How would you find the survey? But this is a survey of social game players. No, this is a... Survey of U.S. and U.K. Internet users. Mm. Okay, so this is... You're right, because I was thinking that maybe if it was based off of like the PopCap webpage, it would be the people who are social gamers would be going to PopCap webpage. But right. this is just an e-panel survey. Hmm. Well then. So, yeah. Key takeaways. Meet new people. About 30% of the survey participants provided a comment describing a personal experience for playing social games related in reconnecting with a person or creating a new relationship. I could see it. A guy I met through social gaming lives in Edinburgh, and he offered us a small room when we visited Edinburgh at a very decent price. I met my guild at Cedar Point. I, I could definitely see meeting people through social gaming. I have found a real woman I care about who cares about me, and we are together as a result of game playing. I'm glad, been... I'm glad he found oh. a real woman rather than a fake woman. Yeah. Ah, here we go. This research was conducted by Information Solutions Group exclusively for PopCap Games. Uh, 1,202 online surveys completed by members of Toluna's Internet ePanel. Of the respondents, 800 were from the U.S., 400 from the U.K., to qualify for participation, individuals must play social games for more than 15 minutes a week. Uh, in theory, 19 cases out of 20. The results will differ by no more than 2.5 percentage points. Interesting. I'd like to see the raw data. I think that would be really fun. I do also enjoy that at the bottom of this it says, uh, 2010 PopCap Social Gaming Research Confidential. Oops. <laughs> I had a person who was a bully in primary school be my, be my friend in, on Cafe World. Wow. <laughs> oh, man. Some of these just comments oh, why are, are funny. Are you, why are you posting this old speed of light trick? It's old? 
Yeah. I've, I saw this like three years ago. Oh, well, I just read about it today. Well, a couple and days. The other thing is it, it's wrong. It's wrong? It's wrong. You want to know why it's wrong? Why is it wrong? Because you need to determine the, uh, I think it's the frequency from the back of the microwave. Well, that number on the back of the microwave is calculated based off of the speed of light. So you're using a calculation based off of the speed of light to calculate the speed of light. The speed of light. So if they, if they used the wrong number for the speed of light, then the number on the back of your microwave is wrong, which means you'll get the wrong number again. Well, yeah, but you know that the microwaves always are right around 2.4 gigahertz. Right. So you know that number is close. You could well, just use except- you could just use 2.45 gigahertz as your basis for calculation because that is the federally mandated frequency that the microwaves must be in. Right. So but then I, you can ta- you can take you the- are doing a circular calculation. Well, even though you're using a number that it should be, not even looking at the number that's on the microwave. Uh, yes, because there's two numbers you need. You need the wavelength and the frequency. The wavelength is what you measure. Yeah. And the frequency is government mandated but it there's a little wiggle room and they put that on the back of the microwave okay but you could still just use 2.45 gigahertz yeah and you should get roughly the speed of light yeah but again the only reason they know that it's at the 2.5 gigahertz is that it was measured based off the speed of light anyways yes but dave you're doing this with your kid i know it's a really cool little experiment (laughs) and then you should what you should do is go and buy one of the um one of the restaurant-grade microwaves, because those are all up at 5 gigahertz. So, and then you could redo the experiment at 5 gigahertz with the different microwave, and then you could try and figure out, well, how come this one's different? Well, it's at a different frequency. Yep. No, I thought it was kind of oh. cool. Oh, okay, another dick move. This one is sort of based off of, I think it's the not the RIAA, but the um, the international one, the IP... I don't know. The IPFI or something like that. Okay. If I can get the page to load. There it goes. I don't know which page it is. The uh, blunt force deletion. Blunt force deletion. I don't know where you're at. It's it's the third one down from the top. Okay. Oh, there it is. Um, the IPFI. The dump labels. Yeah. The IPFI basically put a, uh, sent the uh, a blanket cease and desist to Google, who's in charge of Blogger. So um, it was basically an automated enforcement system of the I oh it's the IFPI the International Federation of Phonographic Industry. Okay. Um, basically, any blog that had linked to an MP3 file was deleted. Wow. So, <laughs> what was really funny Google though? Google said, "Like fuck it, we don't want to take care of it. Wh- You're all gone." Well, th- Google really didn't have a choice because if they want to keep their whole safe harbor. Agreement. They have to. Um, they have to take these actions. Otherwise, they would lose their safe harbor, and then that's a whole other kit and caboodle. But so they basically the automated system found blogs that had links to MP3 files that were, I guess, copyrighted material. They automatically sent a cease and desist to Google, and Google had to comply and delete the blogs, even though some of these blogs were given permission. By the um, that's what I was thinking. By the labels in order to post these, and even some of the uh, links didn't actually go anywhere. The links were were actually broken on purpose to save on bandwidth. 
Wow. <laughs> Oops. So it, yeah, and they supposedly got like emails specifically identifying the poster in question, which would include a link so the blogger can view the actual complaint received. And but they, the blogger must file a counterclaim, which is kind of hard because you're filing a counterclaim against a machine, basically. Yeah. So what's the? Mo- oh, yeah. So that's quite a dinkish move by the IFPI, basically the International RIAA and the MPAA Ooh, yeah. combined together. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I like this one. This is the, the top 10 worst Apple products. Of all time. I know. Some of them are just... The iPad's not on here, though. Because the iPad hasn't come out yet. I see. What's the I see? No, no, no. I see that it's not on here. Oh, what's the uh, god? Damn, who's on first? <laughs> I was like, I don't remember reading about an IC, but man, some of these the the Quick Take was a horrible camera, horrible. Yep. The, the Pippin was a horrible. I don't even really want to call it a gaming console because it was. Oh, Mac OS nine was terrible operating system. Did you see the iPod Hi-Fi system that was put out by Apple? For I did not. For $350. Yeah. It was a pair of speakers that were literally next door to each other. Okay. So the point of the Hi-Fi system was gone because the speakers are right next to each other. Right. The Power PC. Ooh. Yeah, we still have a couple of those at work. We're trying to phase them out because <laughs> they can't run... OS 10.6 now. Ah. Uh, you need the Intel chip to run 10.6. The hockey puck mouse. I found one of those in the back room the other day. I'm like, wow, I can't believe they actually did this. It It's it's so not aero, er, ergodynamic. Ergonomic. Ergonomic, yes, thank you. That hockey puck mouse. Oh. Ugh. Oh, man. Such a great list here. And then the Apple 3, which some people didn't even know it existed. Mm-hmm. Because it just went Apple. It sucked. It sucked, and then the Macintosh came out, and so by the time the Apple III got fixed, it, it was dead. Yeah, Mac had uh, stolen the show. Speaking of Apple, the iPhone upgrade plan. Okay. Um, basically, take out insurance on your iPhone, and then when a new one comes out, smash it with a hammer, and then file an insurance claim. That's yeah, a really good idea, except for one thing. What's it called? Oh yeah, fraud. I know. The insurance company, which actually has many iPhone insurance plans, said that it saw a 50% rise in claims during the month Apple launched the latest version of the iPhone 3GS. Wow. So the new one came up, and there was a 50% rise in claims. That's terrible. That's fraud. For short periods around a new model or upgrade launches, claims to, to replace lost, stolen, or damaged iPhones go through the roof. That's awful. Many damaged models received by the company show at least six blows by a hammer. <laughs> he said that one device was even dropped on the pavement and then run over by a car. See, but that I could actually imagine happening. Six times with a hammer, no. That's, I mean, that's <laughs> fraud. I could see dropping my phone and running over it. Well, yeah, if you, if you get bumped while you're talking on your phone on the street corner, it falls into the street and gets run over. Or I'm getting into my car and it falls out of my pocket. And I don't realize it until I've backed up. And ran over it? Yep. That's almost happened to me. 
But there you go. That's times. that's that's the Apple iPhone upgrade plan. That's awful. <laughs> Take out insurance and smash it with a hammer. Oh my god. <laughs> People are asses. <laughs> this damn is- phone, you don't need the newest version right when it comes out. Especially because Apple's going to drop the price in six months anyways. Oh. All right, what's another? So what's another? Microsoft. Yep. This isn't a dick one. It, this is just Microsoft making a lot of money. Which some might see as a dickish move. But, well, having they to pay were, for over 100 bucks for a copy of Windows. Yeah. I paid like 30 bucks for mine because I got the, the awesome... You're a student, so have a good copy of Windows 7. Yeah, I should get that and just hold on to it until I get a computer that can actually run Windows 7. Uh, I think the offer is over. Damn it. They might still be doing it, because I know they're still doing the uh, Ultimate Office Steel 2007, and that's like two and a half years old at this point. I'm in the uh, beta for Office 2010. Yeah, how do you like it? <laughs> well, they're like, oh, it's all new and improved, and you can adjust all these things, and I'm like... But, okay. Um, they how, brought back the file button. Did you see that? Yes, which is kind of annoying because it takes up your screen when you click it. Yeah, it takes up the entire thing too. Um, and do you have a Q drive now? A what? Q drive. A what? Go to my computer. Okay. Do you have an extra hard drive listed? My computer. C, D, E, F, G. No. No, I do not. Okay. I have a Q, <laughs> and I, I found out it's from Microsoft Office 2010. I don't know why. I'm really sure what it does. I don't know. Because I can't access it. <laughs> well, I, I don't have one, so. Yeah. So Microsoft makes a lot of money. Yep. A lot of money. And it literally, somebody has a chart here from September 06 to basically December 09 of the operating profit by division for each part of... Windows. Microsoft. Microsoft. Oh, Microsoft. Windows is a part of it. Yes. Windows is, in fact, a very large part of it. Yeah, which not surprising, especially since... Office is a much bigger part of it. Yeah. And I I really like looking at the uh, entertainment, which kind of has this sine wave function going around zero. Like, they're making money, then they're losing money, then they're making money, then they're losing money. I love how the online services, not making any... Straight down. Yeah. Just losing money. And losing more money every year. Well, no, they've, they've cut back a little bit from... Oh, did they? oh wow, yeah. I, I missed that little one. But There are two bump ups. Yeah. Well, but now the... Uh, I don't think we have this listed. The Yahoo Microsoft deal... Oh, no, we don't. ...has been, has been approved. Is that, the, is that the search deal? Yeah, that all Yahoo searches will be routed through Bing. Bing! I don't remember what Yahoo gets out of it. They probably get some sort of... I think they get the ads. Yeah. But all Yahoo searches will be routed through Bing. <laughs> Man, who still searches with Yahoo? Uh, from time to time I do. And I know a lot of people who have like the Yahoo tool, Yahoo toolbar that's installed with things like AVG. <laughs> so they're searching through Yahoo without realizing it. I know I don't. I don't actually know the last time I searched through Yahoo. I don't know. I do use Yahoo for a lot of things, though, especially sports. Yeah. Oh, let's see. Oh, okay, so there's a couple things from broadband. Okay. Um, first off, the FCC wants a new goal of 100 million households at 100 megabits per second. Cool. Not going to happen, but cool. 
That's that's their plan. I'm yeah, not sure well, how. Lo- let's see how how Google does with this one gigabit per second. Yeah. Uh, which, by the way, a lot of have you seen Seattle's proposal for it? No. They made like a Google themed proposal for it. <laughs> I was really tempted to to contact the Ann Arbor City Council and say like we should do this. We have Google in the city already, so they'd be they they might be more willing to do it. We could get the entire city wired up. But well, our current state is. Um, so let's see how many million households are in America. Uh, households? Yeah. I don't know. How many households in the U.S.? Twenty ten estimate. Uh, one hundred and fourteen million. Yeah. So they want ninety percent ish to be wired. Yeah, for hundred megabits per second. Currently, as we speak, using the old broadband requirements, basically of 760 kilobits per second and faster, 64% of households in the America have broadband internet. They don't give a date for this, do they? The, their $100 million plan? Yeah. I am not sure. We can probably look through the uh, actual PDF and see if there's anything uh, That's in what there. I'm, I'm downloading right now to take a look. That, uh, it's the speech, Narku, la la la, la la la, 3.0 and fiber. I don't think he uh, has a... Uh, uh, yeah, so this really doesn't mean anything. Nope. It's their goal, though. Um, they can't afford it, we know that. I think 2020. Uh, oh, 2020. Yep, there it is. So they have 10 years... 10 years to get basically, what, 20, 65% up to 90% in 10 years? And not only... Well, they, no, it's, it's more than that because they want them all up at the 100 megabit. Yeah. So we would have to re... They basically want to revamp the entire system in 10 years. <laughs> ah! Crap. And I think have it be government-sponsored and government-paid. Hold on. There we go. Shit. That was me. Yeah, I know. Forgot it does that when it's not in the the holster. <laughs> in the holster, it'll just vibrate and everything will be fine. Yep. So Andy felt the need to post what I had made a news post about. Well, because c- the news post is going to disappear for after in two days, so this one will keep it going for another week. I see. And for those of you who just listened through iTunes and don't actually go to the main page, this will let you know. Losers. I mean, uh, valued listeners. But this was actually talked about a while ago, because I remember when Red Alert was given out for free when Red Alert 3 yeah, came out. But, but that was just Red Alert. Yeah. Now they have, or no, it wasn't, it was Red Alert and CNC. Now they're doing Red Alert, Tiberian Dawn, Tiberian Sun. So All for free. Yeah. And the Tiberian Sun expansion, and the, not the Red Alert expansion. There wasn't a Red Alert expansion. No. Yeah, so just the, I don't think there was. I don't think so either. But Tiberian Dawn, Tiberian Sun, Firestorm, and Red Alert are now all free. And the 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 video for CNC four, the trailer is up. Ah, the end begins. Is this going to be the last one? Yep. Oh, the last Command and Conquer. I I don't know how I feel about that because I really haven't played much of the Command and Conquer series. Well, now you can go back and play the first two. I've got the third if you want to borrow it. Well, I, it would, yeah, I'd have to. 
I've got other games that I want to finish up first. Okay. Or you could just, you know, go to Wikipedia and read the story. Could. So speaking of attacking, uh oh. There was a mock cyber attack. Oh yeah. With like really high government officials. Yeah, we're talking former director of national intelligence, ex DHS secretary. White House Homeland Security Advisor, ex-CIA Deputy Director, former Deputy Attorney General, retired Air Force General. So they had some, like, high-up people. So how did they handle it? Well, they turned the ballroom of one of the Washington hotels into the Situation Room, and they basically had a mock attack. So it started with a fake attack, beginning with malware masquerading as a free March Madness application for smartphones. (laughs) So once activated, it spread fast and incapacitated cell phone networks, then landlines, the internet, and finally, aided by mock bombs exploding in a couple of gas pipelines and power stations and a hurricane hitting the Gulf Coast, brought the entire East Coast electrical power grid to its knees. That sucks. And um, I mean, talk about like the perfect storm. Yeah. Well, they wanted basically a worst case scenario to see what would happen. Yeah. And it seems that we failed. Once activated, it spread fast. First, it passed the landlines. The internet. Yeah. It brought down the internet. So the, according, the group considered various maneuvers to put an end to the attack and mitigate the effects, but they, they found out they couldn't actually, sh- regarding a possible shutdown of the cell phone and internet service, prevent a cascading effect, the group found out that the federal agencies actually don't have the authority to shut them down. <laughs> Oops. So the federal, it's, it would basically be like there's, there's a problem so they can, they can make sure they can close part of the highway if there's an accident, but they can't do that with the phone and the internet. They can't shut it down. Right. So that's, wow. yeah. So they, even the people who are doing this were like, you know, this might be possible, not like this perfect storm of bombs and hurricanes and everything, but this stuff is possible. And they all said that we're not as prepared as we should be. Yeah. I mean, that's... First off, though, I, I'm kind of curious about a, uh, a cell phone download that would be able to incapacitate the networks. Well, think of... It was like the, um, the fake Steve Jobs thing where it was use as much of AT's, AT&T's network as possible on this one day to see if we can bring it down to its knees True. in protest. But for it to spread from that to landlines and the internet? Okay. Um, most smartphones will have data plans. It's a, yeah, but as, as soon as... Okay, they got data plans, but what are they going to do with it? Are they then turned into a botnet? Is my cell phone becoming a DDoS attack? It could be. Think of trying to take, I, a, take, take down a network from as many places as possible. It will, it will send... Yeah, but see, the way I'm looking at this is like AT&T and T-Mobile and Verizon would look at that and be like, okay, we're shutting down, and then the attack stops. Yes, but what happens if they don't shut down? Or what happens if they don't catch it in time? The thing could still cascade. Because it could go from cell phone to emails to the internet and then just keep on spreading. March Madness is a very big thing in yes, this country. But, but what you write for a cell phone, when you write a, a virus or some malware for a cell phone, it's not going to work on your PC. Just write it for email. What do you mean, write it for email? That makes no sense. You sound like a Hollywood movie director. <laughs> well, it's just kind of funny because the script was actually written by some Hollywood directors and former. Um, oh, what do they, they say? Security experts. Yeah. 
Okay. Yeah, like the I'm, the entire scenario was thought up by Michael Hayden, the former CIA director. So he was the one who basically thought this all thing through. So yeah, who watched too much television and read too many Dan Brown books. Oh no, the computer's analyzing a file that might have a virus in it. It means it's going to be infected. No. There's a difference between looking at code and running code. Michael Vincent Hayden, a retired U.S. Air Force four-star general and former director of the NSA and the director of the CIA. Okay. I think he might know what he's talking about. You, you, yes, he might know what he's talking about. God, my, he also might not. What the hell are my parents calling me about? I don't know. They've called twice now. It's getting annoying. All right. NBC Olympics. They're going on right now. Curling should just be finishing up. Well, the men's curling. Women's curling is later tonight. 13.6 million unique visits in four days. Yep. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. That's a lot of people watching the Olympics online. And this is also under the restriction of you must have a cable provider or a satellite provider of some kind in order to watch them mm-hmm. online. Have you, uh, have you gone and, and looked at the, the online site? It's, well, that's how I get all the information about when curling's going to be on. It's a really well-designed site. Uh, at least it was the parts that I looked at were. I, when I was watching the Hairs uh, short figure skating, it said, you know, like, these are the people who are on... This is what they're planning on doing. These are the scores they're being given. This is the song they were playing. When I was trying to find out when curling was going to be on, I would have to click, okay, today's sports curling. Okay. And then I've got the little window there telling me which ones are going on right now. I don't know. Okay, here's the stuff coming up. So I'd have to go through. And it's in Vancouver time, so I'd have to click it to my time. So, yeah. I I don't know. It's bah. It it's okay. It's not the best, but it's still thirteen point six million unique visitors, up two hundred fifty percent from opening weekend of the last Winter Olympics. That's a lot of people. Which you can't compare it to Summer Olympics because there's so much more stuff in the Summer Olympics. Because the in the covering the Beijing, a total of seventy five point five million streams were served, and right now we're currently at eight point one million streams so the winter olympics are still the baby brother to the summer olympics which yeah makes sense but it's still it's increasing now if they could only figure out online advertising they could actually make money off of this rather than lose (laughs) money uh i don't think they're really concerned with making money i think they make enough no they said nbc stated that they were going to lose money on broadcasting the olympics really yeah well, that's kind of impressive. Yeah. But I, you lose money, but you gain so many people watching your channel. Especially when the other networks are just playing repeats. Right. Or because the- they don't want to compete with the Olympics. So your shows are getting watched. Yeah. Okay. So what else we have? Uh, YouTube turns five. Yeah. I can't believe it. Like five years. Of yep. YouTube? And you know, you know, it's gotten huge. But you know what else? It was uh, the birthday, I think, just yesterday. What? Photoshop turned 20. Photoshop is 20 years old? Yep. Wow. So Photoshop's basically been around as long as the GUI interface. Pretty much. Uh, Thomas Knoll wrote a, a 
black and white image viewer for the Mac way back when the Mac just came out. And now everything is it, it's become the Photoshop editing software. Well, it's become the. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Andy. What what has Photoshop become? It's become the Photoshop. It has become. It's it's a verb. Yes, things are photoshopped, even if they don't use Photoshop. It's it's become like Kleenex. Mm-hmm. And Xerox. Oh no! It, I, I'd actually argue it hasn't become Kleenex. Kleenex. It hasn't become Kleenex. Photoshop. No, Kleenex is is a noun that represents all tissues, but Photoshop is not a noun that represents all photo editing softwares. Really? You don't say go load it into the Photoshop. You. I, I but would when you look at an image, that you use the verb. But I'd also argue there's a difference because if I load it into to like Corel, whatever. Or into one of the online services like Pixlr, or if I load it into uh, even another Adobe product like Illustrator, I don't say, "Oh, I loaded it into Photoshop for those." No, but game. but if I look at the picture and I'd be like, "Did you Photoshop this?" and you use Corel, you would still say, "Yes, I Photoshopped it." Yes, but that's the verb, and I'd argue there's a difference between the verb and the noun. It's still become ubiquitous for even all of the, for all yeah. photo editing software. Right. Oh, don't worry, we can Photoshop that out. Right. Regardless of what software you're using. Yeah. I understand that, and I agree with that. Okay. That's what but we're... But I, I also say that there's a difference between that and Kleenex, because you don't say... Uh, uh, okay, like so Kleenex, Kleenex would not be work, but Xerox would, though. Yes, because you Xerox it. Yeah. Oh, I'm just going to make a Xerox of this. I'll be back. Right. Okay, so it's not Kleenex, Although, but Xerox it is. Xerox has been phasing out. Have Re- you noticed that? Really? Fewer and fewer people say Xerox now. Do they just say copy? Yeah. At least that's what I've noticed. I've, at my work, we have a copy machine, and not one person has come up to me and asked me, do you have a Xerox machine? We have a copy machine, and that's what they ask for. They say, do you guys have a copier? So nobody's come up to you and says, can you Xerox this? Nope. Where can I Xerox this? It's all been nope. copy? Hmm. It's all been copy. I think Xerox is getting phased out. Huh. Well, huh. I mean, as a company, they haven't really... Do they even exist as a company anymore? Xerox? Yeah. Of course. Are you positive? Yes. <laughs> what do they still do? Digital documents. Really? They're, they're ba- one of the campaigners of the whole document management of uh digital color printers copiers consulting Hmm. online stuff they 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 actually they're just having their uh, pretty much out of the copy business oh no they are still like the king of the copy oh well no they are (laughs) uh most of the copiers i've dealt with are Konica. Let's see, Xerox today manufactures LCD monitors, photocopiers, phaser printers, multifunction printers, large volume digital printers, as well as workflow software. Okay. They also sell scanners and digital presses, fax machines, black and white copiers, also office supplies. So it, they're, they're still doing, they're still going strong. Okay. They actually are planning on inquiring af- affiliated computer services for $6.4 billion. So there you go. All right. We, we've hit all the topics. We must hit the random topic. Must we? Well, yes. We must. Damn. 
You will never get away from the random topic, Dave. One of these days. One of these days, Andy. <laughs> Straight to the moon. <laughs> oh. Okay, so I rolled ahead of time, which um, if you want to suggest some more random topics, we're down to four now after this, so feel free to suggest. While we're on the topic of suggesting, if you'd like to suggest guests, we are still looking for people for that. Uh, if you, or what you really might want to do is talk to the people you want on the show and say, hey, you should go and try and get on the show. What, Dave, are you trying to be lazy? No. I think it would be more effective than us going around being like, hi, do you want to be on our show? Because really, if anyone comes up to us and says, I'd like to be on your show, we're going to say yes. <laughs> we'll, we'll work it out. Oh, Dave. You agree with it, right? I mean, you, we, we should, you should also suggest topics, too. That would also be nice. Topics? Yeah. I, Since there's like to only one of us who suggests topics here. Ouch. Well, are you going to try and argue against that? Last week I did. Okay. Last week I suggested topics. Last week I also wore pants. Point being? I, what's the random topic, Andy? <laughs> The random topic is, have you ever wanted to be in a band? Not a school band, so I guess not marching band or wind ensemble. The bands that Andy was in. Yes. If so, what instrument and what style of music? Well, um... See, for me, this is a really easy random topic. Why? No. You don't want to be in a band? I, I never wanted to be in a band. But you did enjoy Guitar Hero, though, right? Yes, and Rock Band. It It never really wanted to make you... Want to be no. in a band? No. Really? You don't really? want to learn guitar or drums or anything? I might want to learn guitar or drums. I don't oh. want to be in a band. Huh. Um, well, see, I was in the church band. I played the drums. See, if I was going to be in a band, I would, I would, I would be the drummer. It, there wouldn't be any other question about it. <laughs> I could make a couple jokes at that, but I'm going to be nice and not. Oh, really? Uh, come on. Give me one. Well, it's just that you, they wanted an instrument, Andy, not percussion okay take out percussion what about 2001 how does that going to sound without percussion you mean the sprach zarathustra yes the song that i can never pronounce the actual name of <laughs> thus thus repeat after me thus thus sprach sprach zarathustra zarathustra there you go there you go <laughs> hi hi hello hello what <laughs> what no, I said hi-low, not hello, oh, whatever. Now I said hi-low, not hello, but whatever. I am the very model of a modern major general, a information vegetable, animal, and mineral. I know the kings of England, and I quote the fight. What? Nothing. All right. So, yeah. how we? So, what style of music? What style of music do you listen to, Dave? Um, I'm not sure. I could pull up my Pandora account, and you could... Tell me what style that... Here, let's... Pandora.com. You just sang Gullivert and Sullivan. Gilbert and Sullivan? That's what I just said. You said Gullivert and Sullivan. No, I said Gilbert. It might have been... I'm running a buffer right now, so it might have... I see. Uh, Gilbert and Sullivan. So, yeah, weird shit like that. Um, Lately, I've been listening to some techno, actually. Kind of surprisingly. Not really. You were a big fan of OC Remix, so... Yeah, but that's not techno. Uh, I also How? have a movie station on Pandora. How is OC Remix not techno? OC Remix is just arrangements of video game music. Very little of it's actually techno. 
Oh, I would doubt that. Hmm. OCRemix.org. <laughs> Style of music uh, for me would... Bitch, look at me. What? what? Nothing. Style of music for me would be... Hmm. Well, I've always been a fan of the, the classic rock. Jazz would be nice, too. That would be fun to play because you're able to improv. So jazz and blues would be good. Mm-hmm. Um... Uh, that's right. They don't have a, a genre search on OC Remix. Ha! I win. Uh, I remember, because I remember reading uh, the founder, DJ Pretzel, wouldn't want to be the only person in the hillbilly genre. So, yeah. Uh, I, that's, that's from the Bubble Bobble Hillbilly. I, I know. Yeah. No, that's not Bubble Bobble. That's Puzzle Bobble, which I enjoy more. That's Bust a Move. Which is Puzzle Bobble. Don't called try and argue. It's called Puzzle Bobble. Puzzle Bobble, also known as Bust a Move. Yep, it's Bust a Move. It's Puzzle Bobble. Anyways. That's like me saying, oh, it's the theme from 2001, rather than it's... The Sprach Zarathustra. Yes. So you can't do one... Yell at me about sure it, can, and then do the, the theme for 2001 could also be the Blue Danube Waltz. Oh, that was in that movie, wasn't yeah. it? Yeah. But it's not the opening theme. No. Well, there you go. It's the... But neither is the Sprach Zarathustra. I, I thought that was the opening theme. I don't think it's the opening theme. I think it's just very early in the movie. <sighs> we might have to watch 2001 at some point again. It's a good movie. I know, I had to watch it multiple times, especially with film classes. Oh, we had to watch in the super anamorphic widescreen version. <laughs> so, okay. So we, we got the entire frame of the image. Like, if they would have done any more, we would start getting the sprockets in the side of the film. Nice. Yeah. It, oh. All right. Uh, I think that's everything. You still haven't told me what's on your Pandora list. I thought I did. Nope. I said I had the movie channel, the Zap Zone channel, which is the uh, uh, techno. Uh, I have an Uematsu-based channel. What's that? He's the guy who did the music for the original Final Fantasies. Ah. Uh, I have Ragtime. Some Scott Joplin. I have some Grieg and some other classical stations. I had a Marconi station on mine. And a uh, some Ska and some... Uh... What would you call flogging Molly? Would that be kind of like an Irish punk rock? Maybe, I think. Yeah, why am I asking you these things? I don't know. <laughs> I think my favorite station on here right now, though, is my movies station. Yeah, I like my Ernio Marconi station. That's It's some good, nice, mellow music. Instrumental. Kind of got a Western feel to it. Oh, and I have a, uh, a Boston Pops channel. Ah, the Boston Pops. Because they do some good shit. They do. I love the pops. Well, just any any orchestra that does pop music. Right. Not just the Boston pops specifically. Right. Okay, so I think we're done with this episode. Okay. Sounds good. Thanks, everyone. All right.